0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blue moon, You saw me standing alone.
1: Hello and welcome to the Man City Show. John Stapleton standing in for Nigel Rothbard. Well, in the end, of course, it was a convincing win against Brentford. And for the first time in quite a while now, our destiny is in our own hands as we begin our, our customary assault on the top spot. But one question for you a little later in tonight's programme will Jack Grealish be with us for part of that challenge? We'll ponder that in just a moment. First, let me introduce our guests. We've got our old mates, Tony Newgrosh, Spencer Debson, and David Blakeney. Gents, a very good evening to, and good day to you all. Hey, uh, John. What, thoughts, guys, on, as the final whistle blew last night. Let's kick off with you, Tony,
2: your thoughts on that match. Certainly second half, I thought a very professional performance and we were very, very worthy in us. I think in the first half we did worry it might be one of those nights with the number of shots we had saved. But we came good and I think I think we're just coming good at the right time now. So it's looking it's looking good for the rest of the season. We'll
1: pursue those thoughts in just a tick. Spencer, were you there last night or watching on telly? I wasn't, no, but I was,
3: I was inches away from the screen for the whole game um, with a few friends and uh, I thought it was... a Good game. Um, I mean, it was that sense sort of halfway through the first half as to whether it was going to be one of those days where Brentford had most most of most of the team behind, behind, and we were popping shots in all over the place.
1: Thoughts of them doing a double last season, of course.
3: Well, yeah, of course, absolutely. And you know, Tony's always dangerous. He thought, oh, is it going to be one of those days? But I don't think ultimately we were we we're really in danger. Uh, and um, very competent win. And we're going to talk about the goals. But uh, I thought 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 it was a good win.
4: David, your, your overall thoughts? Well, the first half I was at the edge of the sofa, and the second half I felt I could sort of sit back a bit. <laughs> it was one of those frustrating frustrating up to half-time or a minute before half-time, and then much better second half. Right.
1: We'll talk about the positives, and there are many of them a little bit later on. But first of all, just a few perhaps vaguely negative thoughts. I mean, towards the end even, in the second half which we dominated, few defensive lapses, and I'm mindful of the fact it's quite a while now since we've we've had a clean sheet, Uh, Tony, first and foremost.
2: Yeah, it's one clean sheet in 12, I believe, and we did look a little bit sloppy and disjointed at the back at times. And, you know, credit to Brentford, they had a go when they could on the break. Um, but we still worry about that left back position, don't we? It still doesn't quite look right as much as Diaz threw his body in the way a few times and there are a few blocks. One of these days we're going to get punished. That's four consecutive away games we've been losing and turned it around. I mean, as you say, it's your glass half full or half empty? But I do worry the bigger teams might exploit that. So it's certainly something I think we need to work on.
1: Yeah, I mean, Spencer, Brentford are struggling at the minute. You know, I, I, the, my local team, I've got a soft spot for them. So I love going there. It's so a great atmosphere, et cetera. But, the, but they are struggling at the moment. And and yet, you know, they did pose a threat, didn't they? And particularly from set pieces.
3: Well, they did pose a threat. Yeah, I mean, they've got a good strike force. You know, uh, Mopé and, and Tony, they're, they're, they're dangerous. And, you know, especially Mopé, who's making a nuisance of himself, wasn't he, most of the game. Um, I mean, on our defence, uh, I mean, Pep really does seem to like Vardiol on this left-back position, and it's clearly not... I mean, he was bought as a centre-back, wasn't he? Um, we've long spoken about Ake or, you know, getting a dedicated left-back, but he seems to like Vardiol on the left and seems to... I mean, yesterday, he, um, you know, they were he was providing the wits uh, until they brought Doku on in the second half, uh, sort of Bernardo on the other side. So it was, I mean, you know, Pep we trust and we, we crafted the win. But uh, it doesn't seem optimal, particularly not in defence. And um, you know, John Stones didn't get on the pitch yesterday, did he? Which which sort of surprised me. But uh,
1: right. let's just talk about Guardiola for a minute, David, because all the the people, or some of the people at least behind me uh, in the ground last night were very critical of Guardiola. Indeed, But there's a lot of play down the right hand side fell to him to deal with it. And as, as as Spencer I think said, he's not a natural left back. he? So is it a bit unfair to keep playing him there?
4: I I've said. For a long time now, I do not understand why he's not playing centre-back. And I don't know why Aki's not playing at left-back. Aki's been good at left-back previously. Guardiola's natural centre-half. I think he's a good footballer as well, Guardiola. Um, So I don't understand why he keeps doing that. And we look vulnerable. And let's face it. Quite often, this is a typical Brentford, like the Crystal Palace games, and those other the games when we always have big, solid teams throw themselves at us, and we always look vulnerable. And we need—I do—we do need to strengthen at the back ourselves. I just think we need to be a bit tighter, and we're just too open still. I do think we were better in the second half, and I think they sort of got their act together a bit. Well, but yeah, yes,
1: about six minutes towards the end, right? It looked a bit shaky. Well,
4: the thing is, we kept a clean sheet for the last five minutes, and that's a miracle, because yeah. we, we say we might give things away, but let's face it, we've given eight points away through last-minute goals. I mean, two penalties against Chelsea and Palace in the last 95th minute, that's cost us four points. So we say we're going to get caught out. We've already got caught out. <laughs> so I, I, I don't quite understand what the coaching staff are doing there, because... Funny enough, by the way, we've only, we're have only we the second meanest team in defence this season. You wouldn't believe it, would you? <laughs> well,
1: it doesn't feel like we're standing on the terraces, does that that's for sure. Yeah. A bit more positive about Ake, though, uh, Tony. I mean, yeah, he's, he's good at left back, but he's increasingly good at centre back too, isn't he?
2: Oh, he's a cracking lad, and we talked about him last week, and he pops up with some valuable goals, and he's bided his time, and he always contributes to the team whenever called upon. Yeah, no, I think he's he's a huge asset but yeah is he better at left back I think arguably is I'd still like a proper left back after about 17 years of having people filling in there um just to give us a bit more width a bit more defensive cover know
1: but- think Gomez
2: I <laughs> It's very hard for these players, isn't it? That They're expected to come in, play to such a high technical standard. He's done well at times, hasn't he? I mean, he set up one in the derby when we thrashed United a few years ago. I'll be ever grateful for him. But I think clearly it seems he's nothing more than a uh, a, a, a standing at best. And uh, I can't see he's going to make that left-back spot his own on a regular basis.
1: Let's just talk about that first goal in more detail. I was standing there and I said, to, I said to my son, Nick, I said, oh, how the hell did that happen? And it was. It seemed to me, or it was suggested to me, that it was something straight off the training ground. But was Aki perhaps a little bit at fault there for for letting uh, Tony sort of block him as he did, Spencer? Well,
3: uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, you can things. We look at these goals, don't we? There's multiple times on playbacks, and we we want to blame somebody. I mean, it, it was. I don't know what to say really. Uh, I mean, as soon as it went in, though, I thought. You know, I thought, I, I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't duly concerned. I just thought, this is a typical City. You know, we start these games, we go behind, and then we've got to, we've got to claw it back. But, uh, uh, yeah, training ground goal, I suppose.
1: And claw it back, we did. But I, I'm grateful to Ian Laderman of the Daily Mail for providing me with the following stats. When we went 1-0 down, at that stage, City had had 12 shots on goal, 12 shots as opposed to Brentford's one. They had seven shots on target as opposed to Brentford's one. They had eight corners as opposed to Brentford's one. I mean, it's staggering, isn't it, that you can go down having performed like that, David?
4: Yeah, I don't... I think that's been us all season, though. We've had so many shots in the first half when you think we should be three, four... Nine. I think it happened with Spurs and other games. I don't quite understand... It tends to seem that we don't wake up until the other side has scored and we think we better get our up together... <laughs> But they, they turn into a different team when they're losing, don't they? They suddenly get their act together and, and four games on the bounce we've now pulled back from being behind. But, yeah, I, I don't I don't understand. It's almost like we have shots for the sake of having shots and that like we're just punting there because why is it every time we concede, yeah, they've had no shots on target or no shots at all and they, the one shot they have they score and it takes us about 15 shots to score the first one. That I don't know. It's a mystery. I mean, to be sure, fair, the
3: keeper that, played very well, to be fair. We could we could have gone ahead, couldn't we? Yeah.
4: That was the point I was
1: just going to make, Spencer. I mean, their keeper, who's been under a bit of flack from Brentford fans, because I'm surrounded by them where I live, he's been under, under a bit of flack from Brentford fans. He played an absolute blinder, didn't he?
3: But yeah, he did. I mean, I mean, Alvarez was like, you know, popping him in from all over the place, wasn't he? On another day, I think we would have, we would have possibly gone ahead, early doors, and it would have tracked out differently. Uh, it just, it just, we just, he had an absolutely blinding game. Let's not, let's not take away that from the keeper, not at all.
2: I saw a stat at half time. Sorry, but. If you look at all the shots that Brentford keepers have saved in the entire history of the Premier League, 3% of them were in that first half yesterday. I mean, it was just extraordinary. But we got there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's astonishing. That's absolutely astonishing. You know, I mean, we'll just pause for a minute. A little bit about Brentford, because as I say, it's my local. I'm very fond of the the team and the people who run the place. But Do you think they're going to stay up, Tony?
2: I hope so. Um, I know chairman there cliff crown personally um he's done a fantastic job and the whole club's done a fantastic job they've you know they've done that on a very tight budget they've got it's a tidy little ground isn't it it's cozy it's not the biggest i've ever been to but very welcoming i think the fans are fantastic there as well you know great atmosphere they get behind the team um So, I really hope they've been a breath of fresh air and I hope they stay up. And they've got a very good manager as well, I think we should uh, acknowledge. Great 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 guy. The other point, just one other stat yesterday, I don't know if you saw, after 45 minutes at half time, there'd been one foul each in the whole game. You know, they didn't just go out and try and kick lumps out of us to do it. They, they, Played pretty well on the break, so full credit to them. And yeah, I hope they stay up. Oh, we're playing them again in a few weeks, aren't we? So, well, uh,
1: it's our game in hand, of course. Mm. Very important. i I'm just pursuing uh, just the Brentford thought for a moment, uh, uh if I could, Spencer. You know, uh, they're not, despite their lowly position, they're not an easy team to beat at Brentford, are they?
3: They're not an easy team to beat. Um, home or away, as far as we're concerned. I mean, remember when we got done, was it last season or the season before by then? Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, as we were just saying, they they epitomise the the spirit of of teams that a bit like Brighton as well. You know, they should be they're, they're brilliant in the Premier League. They generally punch above their weight, uh, and they play attractive football. You know, and I, I don't know. There's a lot of talk about Tony sort of now leaving. I suppose probably will in the summer, but I really hope that they do regroup and they can make a signing to replace him. And uh, I hope they stay up, and I hope, I hope they do well next season because I'd like to see them there for sure.
1: Man of the match, obviously, (laughs) Foden. Let's discuss his contribution,
4: David. Sum it up. I would say it was Messi-esque, Busquets-esque, whatever. It was... If that was him playing for Barcelona at their peak, everyone would go, this is a world-class player. Because I thought it was superb. I mean, for the little boys ahead of all, like he did, in the direction with a bit of power like that was extraordinary. I thought that header was extraordinary. And I just think he's just brilliant at the moment. And what I found really interesting is Southgate keeps making the comments about, well, he doesn't play enough in, in the middle of the city. If Southgate can't see where to play him and where the talent is, he must he, he, he's not a very good manager because Pep uses him and makes the most of him, and he's playing for a team that's won five major titles in the last year, and and suddenly, you know, Southgate's struggling to put him in the side. I think he must have shown everyone yesterday he's brilliant now. But
1: where's um, the best place to play him, Tony? And he's down the middle most of the game yesterday, wasn't
2: he? Anywhere but in goals, John, would be my advice. <laughs> he can play anywhere, that man. He's brilliant. I mean, seriously, he's played all the way across the midfield. He's played, he has played up front, hasn't he? He's filled in up there. He can play on the wings. Ah, Play him anywhere. Don't care. As long as he's on the pitch, it's good enough for me. Just, he contributes tremendously. And his work rate as well, let's not forget, he's he's fantastic. He he chips in all over the pitch. Fantastic player.
1: Given a choice, Spencer, where would you put him? Well, I mean, look, we have got an embarrassment
3: of riches in the middle, haven't we there? Because sort of, you've got Alvarez in there, obviously KDB's come back. But I I do think that, you know, sort of back to goal, Nippy, edge of the box, I mean, Foden really is, for me, the one person you want to take that ball, swivel on a sixpence and off you go. I think we'd sort of, when he was on the wings, we were moaning a little bit to say, put him in the middle, put him in the middle. He's done that and he's having clearly his best season for City. Uh, The stats bear it out. So I would say, you know, keep the man in the middle. He's 23 years old, City's future um, and just build around and craft around him. So... 100% 100% it's leave him in the middle for me, but uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure that won't happen.
1: <laughs> but Well, but keeping him in the middle means, if we continue the trend of last night, it means a very attacking side indeed, doesn't it, David? Like, yeah. If we, can, if we can afford that
4: every game. <clears throat> well, we were away and we still did it. I think it depends. I mean, I'm sure against Liverpool we or Arsenal, he might play it slight, and he might be cautious in one or two of those games, and I could un- understand that. What I thought was interesting, but. The thing about Foden is, he defends well, doesn't he? You know, Tony said before, yeah, he's off the ball, he's remarkable. He's a strong lad, isn't he, for such a little guy? And and I thought, like, that third goal, as he went in, he glided past. He had about four men around him, and he just literally glided past them, and he's learned how to score now. And I have to say, even Silver couldn't score like this, could he? Uh, David Silver. David, yes. And, 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 and David he's got the makings of a David Silva, but a David Silva who can score. Now, that's what Messi was. He was a David Silva who can score. So he's got that makings now. And once he's found the confidence in we know he can score, that's going to be a massive bonus now.
1: I don't want to rain on his parade, but I'm going to throw at you all a quote I read about this morning from Pep Guardiola. This is a direct quote. Pep said after the match, talking about Phil Foden, he said, if he focuses you will have a long and successful career it depends on him now i, I put the emphasis on the if he if and the if he focuses that doesn't sound like a great vote of confidence in the guy's attitude to me what do you what, what do you think spencer
3: well i'm wondering is that a little bit of you know sort of clever clever sort of psychology because he's 100% showing it to us on the pitch isn't he this season but i do remember was it last season was it early on in last season where he sort of uh, there was talk about a bit of indiscipline off the pitch um you know sort of private stuff, um, alcohol I don't know but maybe he's just alluding to the fact that you know if he it, it, obviously the world's in front of him now and maybe that's just a sort of a bit of a paternal sort of nod to his, his sort of career so far. I don't, I don't know if that's the case or there's something going on that we we don't see but but um, you know you, you wouldn't detect it from from what we've seen on the pitch.
1: I uh, say that, so I this season, for sure. So what, do you, what do you read into that quote, Tony?
2: Well, it's interesting, isn't it? I hadn't seen that, but um, it would suggest that, yeah, perhaps he's uh, not quite got the focus off the pitch that we'd like. As Spencer said, I don't think he's reflecting his performances. Maybe get Carl Walker to take him under his wing, perhaps. yeah <laughs> He's like can't walk. It's
3: unbelievable, isn't he? Because yeah. I mean, the old cliche was, you know, you're not playing. You don't. If something's going wrong in your private life, you don't. He seems to be playing better. <laughs> I'm surprised he can walk.
4: totally <laughs> I think he's already taken him under his wing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, to go back to Foden and keep the, the, the show as decent as we can without the risk of libel. Uh, to go back to to Foden. Uh, Pepe's very good at these sort of psychological tricks, isn't he, David? You know,
4: I I think definitely psychological.
1: Not quite what they seem, but probably the recipient knows exactly what he's saying.
4: Yeah. You know, a great leader will always just rein someone back if they think they might get a bit carried away with it. I think sometimes he's probably, maybe one or two players around him do sort of, he's got that sort of way about him that you think we might go and be a bit silly occasionally. But he has grown up, I think, this season. And I do think it's psychological. However, if you said to Foden today, you're never going to play again, his record, the number of goals, assists, amount of trophies he's won at 23, is just outrageous. I think they said if he wins the league this year, that's six. He would have won six at twenty-three. Yeah, I don't. I, I think it's outrageous, but I just think it's yeah. He just you have to do that, and I think that's what Pets brilliant are. He'll do it to Haaland. He'll remind all of them. No one, no one, but no one, yeah, can rest on the laurels. He'll do, talk, did it, he did it. By the way, he did it with De Bruyne two years ago.
1: Yeah, true, true. Let's talk about Haaland for a moment. Tony, you can kick us off. How did you rate his performance last night? Uh,
2: you know what we were saying at three, one up uh, the cherry on the cake would be Harlan just scuffs one in gets, gets back on the mark again. He wasn't brilliant. He had a clean through chance in the first half. That was a good save to be fair, but he got an assist. He was trying. He's never the most elegant player. Is he off the ball or, or when he's not bombing it into the back of the neck? So he'll come good. I'm sure he will, but maybe it is expecting a bit much after two months out for him to be, uh, you know, a six foot four messy.
4: David, is that a generous interpretation? Well, funny enough, I was—I get frustrated when he misses some of these one-on-ones, and um, you know his conversion rate this season is about thirty-five percent versus what sixty-five last year. But then when you listen to the pundits sometimes, and they show you on the screen after the game how everyone is so conscious of him, they're following him and they're trying to mark him. And what happens through their eyes is very different to what happens through our eyes. Because actually, maybe he does a lot more than we actually see. And the way he takes away players and the way he just intimidates people. And he's there. And maybe we judge him just on missing goals or scoring goals. But the experts seem very different. And that was interesting last night, the way they demonstrated it. They thought he had a good game. Yeah, well, I have to say,
1: Spencer, in most games, whether he scores or not, he occupies the attention of at least two defensive players, doesn't he?
3: Oh, at least, and I agree with everything David just said. There, you know, he's obviously it's his second season. Everybody saw what he did last year, um, and they've got a minimum of two people on him, and it obviously drags drags players out. But I, I've no doubt. I mean, he'll 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 be back. He's, he's literally just a couple of games in, isn't he now? Um, and I he's always got a great attitude, hasn't he? He's always making the runs, as far as I can I can see, and he's he's a team player. So uh, you know, I think I think he'll come good, and I think we'll we'll. We'll really obviously need him as we go through the That's season Judy was boring hello then Judy discovered
0: chumbacasino.com.
4: it's my little escape
0: now Judy's the life of the party
4: oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon
0: whoa take it easy Judy That's ChumbaCasino.com.
4: No purchase necessary. VTW group void are prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Can I just say one thing also? What was fascinating when he came back last week, when he came on, he was like a school kid. <laughs> he couldn't, he just ran on like a kid. Exactly. Even
3: he on had, the subs bench, he looks, he, you know, he's he running on.
4: everywhere. He could not wait to get on the pitch. He was all over the place. And even if he had a, <laughs> a bit of a shock at times, he I've never seen the enthusiasm of someone who's a world, one of the best players in the world, be that. He's like a kid. I can't wait to get on the pitch. I want to score. I want to do this. It's remarkable what he's like. Dragging you back into
1: negative territory, as I'm prone to do for, from time to time. Bernardo Silva, I'm a great admirer. I think, you know, his attitude is fantastic. He seems bright, intelligent, caring, compassionate, sort of guy. Fantastic footballer. But by his Remarkable standards. He had a bit of a stinker last night, didn't he, Tony?
2: Yes, we we didn't have the best seats and it was difficult to get a proper perspective on the game, but that was certainly my impression. He just seemed to be on the the periphery, really. He just didn't seem to be that involved. It, It wasn't that he did that much right or that much wrong from my perspective. He just didn't seem to have his usual influence all over the pitch, uh, as you say he's a fantastic player so i'll i think he can afford to have one night off but yeah i think it's probably a fair comment it wasn't his finest hour
4: right to sub him david yeah yeah i do definitely i mean he does have his moments this season when he's been on the periphery and he has his moments when he does what he normally does so but i don't think He's as important at the moment than he has been previously because maybe other people have stepped up and maybe there's more emphasis on the others being more involved and maybe that's the reason. Maybe he's that you know last night it was all around De Bruyne and, and him and not Silver.
1: Let's talk about the second half in a bit more detail, uh, Tony. Uh, my phrase I mean, watched that second half was that apart from a few minutes when we wobbled a little bit, it was men against boys, wasn't it?
2: Oh, we absolutely dominated that game, to be fair. And there was, you know, to be fair, as much as we were a little bit off colour in the first half, we, we completely dominated and there was no panic on the terraces, was there? There was no panic on the pitch. We just passed them to death in the end and it just seemed inevitable. It wasn't always entirely pleasing on the eye, wasn't it? But as soon as we injected a little bit of pace... Um, it would look like we're going to score but I don't think we should underestimate just how vital that goal was just on the stroke half time yeah. I think it would have been a much tougher challenge without that I still think we'd have won having said that but yeah thoroughly deserved as we said three great goals and I think it's fair comment as well isn't it I suspect uh, five foot seven Foden would not have had a uh, unchallenged header near the penalty spot if uh, Haaland hadn't been on the pitch there so I, I bear in mind everything that's been said but no, it was a, just a very, very professional performance by by everyone. And at the end, Brentford blessed them. They were just out on their feet, weren't they? They couldn't wait for the final whistle. Which
1: begs the question, um, Spencer, are we about to do what we normally do, a late surge, winning virtually every match from now until the end of the season? Are we going to win the league?
3: Of course we are, John. What a question! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's gonna. It, Funny enough, I mean, you know, we've got nine. Is it nine straight wins in all competitions now? Um, you know, the big players coming back. Uh, we're all pumped, aren't we? And I don't know about you guys, but sort of earlier on in the season, we were sort of still still getting over the 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 the, the, the treble, the quintuple winning season, and it was sort of like, well, we're not that bothered but,
1: but well, yeah there was a certain lethargy i i regarded a certain lethargy there tiredness i don't know what it was we didn't sparkle did we
3: well it was i don't know what it was but it was sort of like we sort of almost discounted uh you know the success that we might be able to achieve this year but but slowly but surely um you know we've got into the groove haven't we and so here we are in in early february nine straight wins uh i think everyone's fit right now um and uh, we're 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 ready. We're pumped. So I think I think the fan base is getting into the groove as much as the team. And clearly, we've got an outstanding chance to to uh, to win it this year. Now, I mean, what what game in hand? Uh, two points behind. But I, I do think Liverpool will be strong right to the finish. Um, mm-hmm. Arsenal uh, possibly as well. Obviously, a big win they had the other the other week. You know, it could could easily be a three way going into the last. Last day of the season, as I'm saying. but it was not. No one's going to run away
4: with it this season, but I'm. I think we can do it. I really do. How do you see, David? Um I do slightly fear Liverpool. They do look pretty awesome. I know they didn't play great against Arsenal. I thought they were good, but I think our turnaround obviously came at the club world when we won the club world championship in Riyadh. I think that that seemed to just. It's almost they they did it. They ticked the box. Gave them a bit of confidence back, and they thought, right, okay, we're going to go back now. Let's, we've done what we want, we've ticked all the boxes, and they seem to be re-energised from it. I think that just gave them a bit of a boost, and that's the main thing. So, um, yeah, but it's going to be tough. I mean, let's face it, the main thing is tightening at the back, and if we, you know, we better in the second half yesterday at the back. We just need now to have a couple of solid games. And get some confidence there at the back, and then I think we'll be much better. So,
1: and, and equally important, I'd suggest Tony keeping keeping Mr. De Bruyne fit.
2: Well, I was going to say Rodri as well. I think.
1: Yeah, agreed. agreed. Um,
2: I think if we keep those two fit, but yeah, we've you know, Kevin's had a break, Harlan's had a break. We're in good form. I don't think Arsenal are good enough, quite frankly. That doesn't mean they can't win it, but I suspect they'll emotionally burn themselves out before the end of the season. So I think it's between us and Liverpool. So big game there at Anfield where we don't have a a great record, but are we good enough to win the league? Yes. Are we hungry enough to win the league? Yes. And we just need, you know, you need a bit of luck, but I think for us, we're sort of about five points ahead of where we normally are at this stage of the season. So I'll take that. And I'm, I'm quietly confident.
1: Let's ponder for a few moments. The thought I introduced you to at the beginning of the show, Will Jack Grealish be a part of that challenge for the, for the title? A question I ask, because around me yesterday at Brentford were many suggestions from people that Jack Grealish is pretty miffed at not being included. And in fact, someone tweeted that he'd stormed off the training pitch when he found out he was on the bench. Completely unsubstantiated rumour. Absolutely no proof of that whatsoever. However, what we do know is he's not been involved for a couple of games, has he? And he can't be that happy. What do you think his future is, Spencer.
3: Well, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, last season, as we as we as we closed it down, he was um, he wasn't dropped at all. I mean, he was one of the one of the first people on the team sheet, really. Um, and this season, it's just so different. And there's no, I don't see his sort of sporadic performances on the pitch um, really being responsible for it. I think it's a sort of more of a rotational thing from Pep, and obviously Doku coming in. Uh, I mean, I read today. There's this uh, winger from Girona called Savio who might be joining. Yeah. Mm. So you you tend to think, well, hang on a minute, we've got we've got something's going on here. Uh, maybe out of sight. Um, you know, he had that he had that robbery, didn't he? Maybe maybe all of these things are contributing to to sort of for him to feel unsettled in some way. And there's things that we're not seeing going on behind the scenes. But um, yeah, you know, he, he's an important player for us, as far as I'm concerned.
4: But Remains to be seen what what happens for the rest of the season.
1: But is Docker a better bet, David?
4: I'm not a big Jack fan, I have to say. Controversially, on a number of occasions, I've expressed that of all the players well, I've seen,
1: I have to say, but you know, I've, he's a lovely guy, generous guy, compassionate guy, he's sweet to kids, And he's a, you know, he's a good football. That's that's not me. That's not. I that's not
4: think me. of all our players, he's the most disappointing versus what he should be. Um, I think everyone might play to 80 to 90 to 95% of what they should be. And I don't think he's up there. Everyone says when he comes on, he's told to play like that, just move it around, hold on to all the rest of it. Yeah. But then every time he comes on, he gets fouled and that hot slows play up. And when Doku plays in his position, he's not held back. He's allowed to run at a player. So, Everyone's saying Grealish is as he is because he's told to play like that, but Docu wasn't. So I don't actually believe that. And I'm just not a fan. I just can't. I think Docco Docu is very naive. He's not good coming back. I think he gives the ball away a little bit, but I think he can learn. He's 21. He can learn. So yeah, I think I think we've got more effective players than Jack in that position, and people who can do more with the ball than Jack. Uh and, sorry, I'm not in his camp.
1: <laughs> All right, Tony, your verdict on Jack Greenish, his
2: future at, at Man City? Well, he's not going anywhere till the end of the season, is he? So he's a member of the squad, and he will be needed between now and May. So we're going to have to give him some game time at some point and keep him fresh. Yes, I share the frustration when he... Sort of tries to take on his fullback, turns back, plays it back. It's all a little bit formulaic and predictable at times, isn't it? I'd love to see him take on the fullback a little bit more often. It's difficult to comment because we don't know quite what frame of mind he's in, quite what's gone on on the training ground and what his relationship is with Pep at the moment. But look, none of us doubt there's incredible ability there and none of us doubt that on his day, he can contribute to that squad and that team. So we are going to need him. So I suspect he, well, I hope he'll get some game time against Everton. It's a little surprising, you know, Pep doesn't, he's not a huge fan, is he, of, of giving people a 10, 15 minute run out. He's it's rare. He uses all five substitutions, but I, I hope he gets some game time against Everton because we don't need this distraction at the moment. We need everyone pulling in the same direction. So hopefully he can knuckle down. He can prove he's worth some game time, and he can show us what a great player he is on Saturday morning.
1: Well, Everton's the next one. Uh, let's mm. talk to about that. I mean, on paper, it shouldn't be a problem, should it?
3: No, it shouldn't be a problem, should it? I mean, Everton have been a bit up and down. Their sort of recent uh, results have not have not really impressed anybody. Um, we, we, we've got more than enough firepower to 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 uh, to overcome them on Saturday. Um, obviously, they're mired in the. Uh, points thing, I mean there's talk about what's going to happen with us and there's some Premier League meeting going on at the moment I think isn't there
1: yeah.
3: um, which which might impact on things but as far as the game goes on Saturday uh, uh, I feel very confident I think we're going to
4: Respect for Dash, David Yeah we should win I mean <laughs> we have to win those games don't we but uh, yeah I mean it depends what what which Everton turn up, I mean they are have been very good recently and very poor so uh, and we played well against them, didn't we, in the away leg. Yeah. Um So, yeah, I think, um yeah, we should win. <laughs> Let's hope. One final thought
1: from you all. Uh, I was up for the game against Burnley, which, uh, you know, is satisfactory in many ways. apart for one regard, it's like being in Central Library. I couldn't believe how quiet it was. What's happened to our fan base? Why why are we not making a noise? I mean, what do they want for sixpence?
4: David? Ooh. I think... Was it what time kickoff? I can't remember what time kickoff it was. Eight o'clock. It was an eight o'clock. Yeah. Um, no, sorry, it was half past seven. Half past yeah. seven. Yeah, that's right. Yes, it was a bit. Um, I don't. We Why do. Does that make a difference? Yeah, we're never renowned for our atmosphere, are we?
1: Well, Pep did try to wire them up earlier in the season. It did have some effect, didn't
4: it? And it got better. They did get better, but this, we do seem to have gone a bit quiet again. So. I don't know, we're just too used to success, I think, and then unless it's a really close, exciting, big game, it's hard to get people going, isn't it? I've got no
2: idea why. Any ideas, Tony? Well, I think think we've all been a little bit sated with success, and we just feel we turn up, we play, we pass the ball around, we score, we win – uh, and there's no real need to overexert ourselves off the pitch. It shouldn't be like that. And also the style of football is is quite deliberate, studious, isn't it? It's it's more like sometimes it's like watching, you know, a game of chess. We're moving pieces yeah. around the board rather than that. You know, listen, Liverpool are a great team to watch. Don't I don't, it's the fans I've got a problem with, but, you know, I can see that's more full throttle and might get fans a little bit more excited.
1: Yeah, well, but look.
2: We've all got a job to do, though, haven't we? And we should be more behind the team because they're going to need us between now and the end of the season.
1: Well, I was tempted to say, Spencer, in the game against Burnley, it was almost getting boring. I mean, we were so dominant and there was so it was so lacking atmosphere. It was. I thought, you know, what am I doing here almost? Well, I didn't really think that, but you, you get my drift.
3: Of course, yeah. You know, and it's, it's probably, you know, 7.30 in the evening, everyone's come in, they've had the tea, they, they know what's going to happen almost. Or they sort of... And it, it did happen, you know. Uh, I don't think there's anybody who... Felt that excited about the game, and I do think it comes back to a little bit of uh, sort of expectation and a bit of you know because we we generally just do the job and we did the job, but it doesn't really excuse it, does it? I mean, blimey, we're, we're you know we're going for the top of the league, we're going for four straight wins. We we should be we should be capable of supporting the team a bit more than we do at games like that for sure.
1: Right, final message from all three of you to opposing fans at Arsenal and Liverpool: Are we coming to get you,
2: Tony? Oh yes. Number four is on its way. Now I'm 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 confident if if Liverpool win it, you know what, I will doff my cap to them. But Arsenal I, I think will fall away. But I think we're in favourites. We should do it. If we don't, it's down to us. So bring it on, boys. Bring it on. David?
4: Yeah, again, it's gonna be a very nerve-wracking, nail biting end of season. I mean, oh every season we we hope it's not gonna be as nail biting, but it is, isn't it? Uh, but then it's going to it should be exciting and uh, yeah just all about just don't make stupid errors and we'll be fine
1: you're the bring it on department spencer yeah once again it's in our hands we're up for it and
3: most importantly pep's up for it you can just see it um Mm. so yeah let's bring it on
1: excellent gentlemen thank you very much indeed thank you to you at home for watching and listening see you next time (laughs)